Blog Talk Radio. Five, four, three, two, one, go. What's good? Happy NFL Sunday. Did we make it to another NFL Sunday? Is it week nine on the books? Is that what we're doing this week? Is that what it is? Yes, it is. Welcome to another yes, amazing, amazing, amazing episode of Blog Talk. Lovely show, Football Fan Rush Radio. So we are headed into week nine, and we're covering all things NFC North. So, of course, you got your host, Kaz, here. I've got Mike and Renard, our two co-hosts, and we got a lot to talk about. So we're going to kick it off good with this morning. team that went into a, a good morning, Mike. What's good? So we're going to talk about the team uh, that went off into their bye week with the bang. I wasn't oh, yeah, we're going to talk team. about the team that won at Super Bowl last week? I wasn't happy about Eggs. it at all. Eggs. Whatever. Eggs. I'm really care. We don't need to come back to the, uh, to the bye week. Not really. We're going <laughs> <laughs> That's how they're feeling today, though, as they sit in their bye. Well, you know, uh, considering that Minnesota was pretty banged up last week and still consi- mm-hmm. continues hey, to I be in that same like position. That going into the game we all thought they was, the Bears was going to lose. So the oh, Bears played man, that Super Bowl. Y'all not well, going we to lose. We had several reasons for thinking the Bears are going to lose, and those reasons are still there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's they're just, definitely still right. there. Because even in just, even it, in doing what they did to Minnesota, they those things still look bad. Yeah, nothing's changed. It's just you know when you look at it from the standpoint, they're two and sixteen, and we don't need to repeat that record. I, I hey, say throughout the show, you know what? I shall. It's just I one shall. of those. <laughs> we don't need it's just to one say those that. Don't it's worry about me. Don't yes, we do. Cool. The world no, already knows. So all we're doing is it's right there in the, the facts. Did you, did you see the, the NFC you, North standings? It's did in the standings. It? They know did already. You, it's right. Did you, I mean, you could just so, you can type that in at any time. Two you know, and six. I'm looking at it. It's a win. I'll give them that. It's a win, but at the same time, it doesn't hold as much value because of the their record and the fact that Minnesota was not one hundred percent healthy. I mean, they lost their center. They wasn't one hundred healthy. They weren't one hundred percent. They are my squad. Just, it's okay though. I'm not mad. I, I I'm you know for all those who want to get off the wagon. Was the, the person that, that that led the pregame speech? Did you hear about that? You know what? That's called job security, dude. John Foxen already told your ass. I don't care if you light a bonfire and have a seance. It's a wrap. It's it's a wrap. Yeah, it's, all that is secure. John Fox basically said to Jay Cutler, so you, you could have did that this whole time. Pretty much. That's all that did. Pretty much. It's definitely, it's definitely well, a wrap you know, now. Well, you know, he had to pretty That's much crazy, everybody man. in the bench. <laughs> okay. Jay Cutler can but, go on a win streak. And not lose a game for the rest of the season. He still, the Bears would still, still only be ten and six. They could, they could go under. Well, I, I knew it wasn't going down before we start getting into the stats and facts of that matchup. That lovely recap that we don't really need to recap, but it's cool. We could do it. Yeah, I know it was a wrap win. Like, we like, we're, we're, we're hear about it. 
We heard about it all week. We even lost the OC to this. So hold on. We're going to get there. But I, you know what? You know games have bad omens on them. Who hurts the ref in the first five minutes of the game? Take the two. I was like, is yeah. the ref there? The they ref bring is out there. Injury card for the ref. That, that this, was kinda, is, uh, this is not. I was like, this, this, this doesn't feel right. Is that See, that, was, that was the Bears needing to get the rid of him so, <laughs> so that those extra yellow flags wouldn't be on the field. And Minnesota Probably so. Probably so. Well, yeah, my team is very penalty high, but uh, the Bears whatever the deal, I hope he's good. Um, and only two penalties, that's the first time I can say the Bears have been that de- disciplined and that I've ever seen. That's because well, was they thought they were listening to and no rip. turnovers. So this is the fan part of the show when we just all in our feelings. I'm definitely in my feelings, but it's okay because my squad can bounce back. My squad is, has done this, is overcoming odds like a hospital story or something. Like every time one goes down, something else happens. It's just a lot down right now. And they were like, I, Why are you tripping? Um, Why are you tripping? You all have been losing players since preseason. First you lose Teddy Bridgewater, then you lose Adrian Peterson, and you all overcome those two injuries. I mean, Matt Khalil, Zeho's in and out. We got two guards that are down. Like, it's just a lot. It's it's very emotional. But they still keep pushing through it. And, And that's, like, that's when you know you have a team because that's what you have. You don't have a bunch of individual players. No doubt they just couldn't make it happen on Monday. There were a ton of missed tackles. Which is not something that we're not used to seeing. But also, you know, those of us that follow the Vikings, not just as a fan, but actually do blog and report, there are games that start pretty slow. I mean, the very first game of the season, Sean Hill, God bless his little heart, that game we were all like, we are going to drop game one in the toilet and some kind of way pulled it off. The Vikings have had slow starts. It's just this time they just couldn't get the momentum and the rhythm going to come from behind and capitalize on anything that the Bears were doing. It was just a great way for the Bears to go into their bye. It's also starting to shake a lot of faith with commentators and analysts and a few bandwagon fans. They dropped two straight, and so now there's a bit of concern on a five and two team. I'm not really, you know, exactly sure what. Then everything hit the fan when North Turner, the North Turner announcement came out that he actually resigned from the position. And doing interviews with everyone from Adam Schefter to Ian Rappaport and several other media outlets that were able to speak with him, he just really didn't feel he had what it actually took to take this offense for them to continue to be stellar and move toward a postseason. I don't know whether or not you guys agree with that. I can see where he's coming from with what he has to work with. He is not, he's, he's been a very good head coach. He's been a stellar offensive coordinator throughout his career. I've had to see him several hey, times, especially being here. from Illinois. But let me Nobody jump has. in here. Um, with Norv Turner and the Ron Turner family, just the Turner family has always been great at being an OC. I've been one they of the have. people that have. I've been one of the fit people that have said, "Okay, Norv Turner shouldn't be a head coach," including that time period that he was in San Diego. He's just not a good head coach. San Diego, right? He, he wasn't he, the greatest. He's an OC. He's an OC and trust him as an OC. Now, there have been some people that have said, well, you can't really trust him as an OC uh, because he's always had uh, LaDainian Tomlinson and Adrian Peterson and a host of other great running backs uh, 
does having a great running back make you a great OC? And some people have asked that question. And then other people will say, well, you can't expect him to be a great OC when you look at the talent that he's got on the field. I'm one of those people that's somewhere in the I'm, middle. I'm, I'm one of the people that's yeah, somewhere I am in the middle. Too. I am too. And, well, and with being in the middle, you can't really tell where everybody is right now because, first off, they overcame losing Teddy Bridgewater. Then they I say hello. All righty. So. Well, I think what I think what he's getting at is the fact that you know, and I, I think anybody who's played has the same experience, is when you come as a, when you're an OC and you get to the point to where you're working with somebody, or whatever team you are, you have the talent that's available to you. So if you have a great running back, but the per, the previous system wasn't didn't fit that, as an OC, it's your job to find to create the offense that fits what you have talent wise. Now, does that mean does that take away from you being great? I don't. I'm, I'm like you all. I'm kind of in the middle in that in that regard because the you know from my just playing experience as well, that's what I've seen happen. You know, and I, yeah, you see it in the NFL too. You know, you'll have a team that has all this talent, but whoever their offensive coordinator is at that point, they don't seem to know how to utilize the talent they have on the field. But then you have a next coach comes in and says, oh, this is what we have. Can do this, and this is what we're going to do. And then you find yourself, that that person is able to go ahead and take that particular team and be productive with it. So I think he's just... But but honestly, but now... But when you're thinking about being a legendary OC, when people say legendary, are you thinking of a person who was able to make stuff happen because they had one or two stellar players already in the mix or someone who was able to take what they had, whether it was a crop of amazing offensive players or just a crop of some guys that are out here and they call the offense and do something magical with it? Because there's a lot going on from the, from the, from the Vikings. Yeah, you have – for, to answer the question as far as the legendary part of it, I agree with you. The, the legendary part comes in where you can take whatever you have. If you if if all you have is a bunch of players who who have the desire to play, may not be as talented, but they work together and, they, and they're able to come together and work as a team, and you can take them and mold them into something, then I believe that that creates legendary status as well. You know, um, but like you said, if you've already and, and you may only have to have one or two players at that point that you can build around and you know and build a team. You, we've seen it so many times in like movies like Remember the Titans, you know, where they all have to come together, or movies like uh, Wildcats, you know, where you have this this ragtag group of people and you got to make them play to- <laughs> and you got to make them play together, and you know how you take that and field it and mold it you know I think that's what makes it legendary now I I agree with you all that you know North Turner hasn't been the best head coach and you know but he's been a better offensive coordinator when it really comes down to it in the position where he is with right now in Minnesota I can understand why he may not feel like he has the best because look at the fact that two two of your guards are down your center's going that right there is your that's your first three men that's your main, the interior of your line right there, gone. 
So I will. I will say well, and then there, there's a lot. Like Pat Schumer, Schumer is um, forgive me. Pat Schumer is actually stepping up into the role, and he's worked with Sam Bradford. I mean, in St. Louis and Philadelphia. So you know, he he knows how to work with Sam Bradford and, and call those quick tempo plays that he knows that Sam is capable of. It's just a matter of will the O line give him time to even do a quick snap. I'm frightened by that. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think it's a, a huge drop-off. I, I really don't. And I respect Norm for looking at the situation saying, I, I can't do this. I know where you guys want to go, and I know how far I can take you. And at this point, I think Pat or whoever else you guys bring in can take you guys further than where I can at at this point in time. And, I, I, and, I, and this, this I is a very honorable and respectful thing, too. Go ahead, Mike. I, I still give North Turner legendary status, even with the fact that he's had some great players. Uh, and the reason why I say that is sometimes legendary status doesn't just come from when you, you have mediocre and you turn up to good. Sometimes legendary comes from when you have great and you, you know how to pull added greatness out of your great player. And that's what I think North Turner has always done. No matter how good his players were, he made it beyond themselves. And right about now, he doesn't feel like he has players step beyond themselves because they don't have the step that he needs. And I don't think there's anything wrong with noticing that about what you have. I think it's honorable, you know, from the standpoint of he realizes what he can do and what he needs to be successful. And it's better to step aside and let someone else take the reins over who would have a better chance to get them further. I mean, you can't be mad at the man for, you know, being, being, right. you know, you for really analyzing can. the situation and seeing how he fits in it. And if it doesn't, if it's not you a fit for you, it's not a knock against him, you know, in, in the long run, he really wants what's best for the team. And if he doesn't feel he's best for the team right now, he's doing, you know, the best thing he can do is step aside right now. You know, while there's still his time before, you know, things get out of hand and get Anything worse. else gets right you know. before it just becomes a train wreck. So definitely we can Turner for what he has done in the NFL from HC, well, from OC to HC back to OC. We definitely cannot ignore what he's done. But that's, that's a, a really big thing to – Take yourself out of the equation and be like, you know what? This is as far as I can go with what I have. And I yeah. know that I mean, better. So I'm how many going coaches to allow How many guys people would actually do something of this sort? You know what I mean? Really? Like, like it seems to have it. to put coaches how out. Like, people, we relocated your right, whole house. You know? Just leave. Like, <laughs> yeah. There has been a debate. There has been a debate. Is this a matter of did somebody come to him um, from, the, from the Viking ownership? an opportunity to retire on his own or they give him the ultimatum. You can either you can either retire with your own dignity or we're gonna cut or we fire you. Do you believe the option in Minnesota? I don't. I don't because Norb has never been that type of pushover. Now there probably was definitely talk and disdain about what the offenses look like in the last two games where they, they you know brought home L's but I I don't think 
I can't say for sure. Like, I was not sitting there. I do not have, like, a magical wire to Rick Spillman's phone. I swear I wish I did, though. Oh, my God, I do. But I, I don't. And from what it looks like, even if they did have that conversation with Norv, Norv still understood, I can't, I'm not getting it done. I can't get it done. Because clearly we have seen coaches be fired. We've seen it happen. Like, you're going to leave on your own, or do we have to walk in on about, oh, we got to do it. Okay, cool. Let's just start calling Adam Schefter right now. Like, it's, we, we, we've seen it happen. Buffalo Bills and in college level SU Tigers and offense changed after those two were gone. So right, we've seen it happen. I really think that him him being the type of guy that he is and knowing this game the way he knows this game and having whatever conversation was had between him and the front office and then when, when Mike Zimmer got to work, him and Mike Zimmer, it it just is what it is. And he was able to stand up and say, You know what, I'll resign. I'll back away from this situation. It's 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 a it could be a good and a bad thing. It's scary. We don't know. And the reason there's so many emotions flying around it is because we see the potential that the Vikings have and what they've done so far this season with trains falling on all of it. It's like every time a player does good, like a train comes out of nowhere and just hits them, like bow, you're out of there. So like literally, if if I had to. If there was an example of what's happened in the last two games for the Vikings, from the offense to the defense to the O-line, to some kind of way, even a little bit of special teams, it would sound exactly like Well, I'm not a crook. <laughs> we have no idea what happened. We have absolutely no idea. We have no idea. It went from being that slide to, like, almost a train wreck. And it's okay because they can still put it back together with proof that they can put it back together. Even if if they're holding on by a shoestring, this is a really strong string. And he would rather get out of the way to let that happen than to continue on a, on a downward spiral. And so I got to respect him for that. I mean, when the Bears, though, are two, well, now they're two and six. When when whatever that was on Monday that I had to witness, but it's cool. Uh, what it's cool. It's, that, that loud. We don't need to say that out loud, though. What don't we? What two and six? Oh, I'm about to type it on Twitter. I'm oh, typing man. it on. It's, Let me cut you uh, on Twitter. Anyone you, you can go look you, it up on NFL.com. And it's my North Cannon. Go to the Bears side and see it. And and hey man, look. I'm just telling you, I'm a it fan too. But the truth is the truth. The writing is on the wall. It's two and six, bro. But I'm trying. I'm not on the wall. It's on the internet. My face in the clouds and believe that we are one and zero. We were one. We won one game last week. We won and oh. oh my gosh. At least one hey, and look, against the Vikings. I know. So, I so here's the funny what? thing. So we go watch the game, right? And we listen to it. We watched it. And we were we were at um Tinder Trap out here in the Heights, and. So a friend of ours, you know Rory, uh, Rory Lee, he owns Sportsman's Bar. Yeah. Then, um, Which let us hang out there all season last year. So you rock, so dude. we okay, were sitting there with him and his cousin, and his cousin is actually betting against the Bears to lose. He needs them to lose the rest of the season. Yeah, so I'm just why? Like, real so they two and six. 
Well, um, I don't know. Let me ask you this before I even go into this Lions-Vikings matchup. Because, you know, I'm going to do a big Vikings introduction because I don't care because we're still five and two. Right. Um, <laughs> that's also on the Internet in case you And we didn't. ain't got nothing we can no. say about that. They still are five and two. So, anywho, um, what do you guys think about what a terrible season for the Bears would do for them in the off season, as far as free agency and the draft? Do you I think don't think it will help, hurt, or the, anything on the well, then, that's that McCaskey family for you. All righty, so. I mean, why? Why? Unfortunately, I kind of side with him because the, the history, they, because their history of choices hasn't been the greatest. Oh, it has, my. We know. I mean, so then, we pointed out that I mean, they overdraft. They draft players way too early, and the players they should have drafted, they is never considered. And it's it's just sad, man. It's like. I don't know if it, you know. I, sometimes I wonder what they're looking for, or what they're looking at when they, how they evaluate a team, how they evaluate what they need, you know, what type of analysis um, they're using to even determine what's needed or what's not needed when they go look at a player. I really wonder because it just hasn't, you know, we've had as much talent that you know has come through Chicago. There is no way outside of this is what, like, 2006. You know what? <laughs> should have been the this last. Look how emotional we are right now. We are normally like super so, hyped at the beginning of our show. We're all like emotionally man, down, like the Bears won and like, the Vikings you know, lost, and we don't know, and North Turner left. Like we are so out of this. Like we. It's like <sighs> I mean, you know, I don't, I don't I'm know. I'm so depressed. So when they, when you look at what. Like I said, the history of their draft choices, it's like, what am I, what am I supposed to look forward to as a fan, dude? How do I know you're going to get the – how do I know you're actually going to get quarterback next year? How do I know you're going to – No, get, no, John Fox is going to go get a quarterback. I don't know where he's going to get him from, but he nah, has already see, told this, this man right here, there are going to be quarterbacks well, available. There are going to be quarterbacks well, and, available. And, and, and we understand that, but who is he going to get? That's the point. I don't know. You know they so, might because I mean, let's we'll let's, have to let's see. look at. I it can real. put that we together. Draft, we put... we drafted Jay Cutler, and Jay Cutler. Only thing he looks great on paper. We did not draft Jay to, Cutler. You know. We did not. No, no, we didn't draft Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was no. a Denver Bronco. We did not was, draft Jay Cutler. Yeah, you're right. You you are correct. <laughs> he was traded. He was Denver um, Bronco. However, however, regardless of how he got here, um, trade, draft, or otherwise. The fact is, he's here, and it hasn't paid off at all, and they gave him all this money, and we just like, what? Why? Yeah, he has great numbers, but he ain't, he's not winning. He's not producing anything. He's not giving. He's not number. making. I'm not giving my, I'm, you know, I don't even go to this. I've only been to the stadium one time in my life, and we, you all know that. That was when we went for a little family deal. And to, to spend that, to pay that much money for a quarterback, and to have an environment where you're supposed to, where that money is supposed to go to work for you, and it not happen. That's a very disappointing. Well, I'm sorry. 
It is, but he's not the only investment. I mean, we're looking at Oswaldo this year. We're, heck, we're looking at Andrew Luck with that this year. We've seen that happen to Joe Flacco. It's, this is not the first time that, that this has happened. The only no. thing about it is, though, it happened to Joe Flacco after they won the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco was like, I don't care about nothing. I got my <laughs> like, money. I got a ring. I'm, <laughs> I'm out here. I got here. my money and my What's ring. That? I'm good. Um, it's all good right the, now. Just, so it's just the, really difference, the difference is, when you pay your QB that, you got to start building your team around him, which I'm hoping to see the Indianapolis Colts do um, with Andrew Luck. And, and we'll talk about that a little later. I really want to see them, especially with that O-line. I want to see them build something around Andrew Luck because Andrew Luck is nowhere near a garbage quarterback. They paid this man. They've got to protect this man. And they, they have the capability to rise up in their division as well. So we will get on them because they're actually matched up against somebody that we have questions about today. But when it comes to Jay Cutler, I mean, the O-line was garbage for so long. You had a great defense, and then the O-line couldn't protect anything. And then the O-line became decent, and then the defense went down. And special teams is all over the place, even to this day, for the Bears. They, they I don't, are a puzzle waiting to I, be put together. Don't even know it was straight up. I, uh, man, I'm very lost with them. Uh, I can't even. I can't even describe the. Their 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 secondary is pretty much non-existent. Let's keep it real. It's not existent. Like we said, Terry Porter doesn't come back. You know, you might as well line up 11 people in the, and rush the quarterback and just you know and go for it because what what else are you gonna do? You don't have anybody that can really cover. You don't have anybody that can you know that's gonna be able to lock down any anyone one on one. And it's 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 sad, so sad. I'll try not to cry. Anyway, but I'm sure uh, Renard agrees with me that it's just gonna be you know if if they Chicago has a lot to do as far as building their team up back up this off season and you know hopefully that. Hopefully, the draft choices they make will be be a lot more beneficial in the future, and we can see a lot more playoff opportunities. You know, perhaps even a couple of Super Bowl runs um, going forward. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl, not to say Super Bowl, but congratulations to Chicago Cubs for winning the World Definitely, Series. Definitely, that's my team. All. Been a Cubs uh, fan since I was a little bitty girl. So yay, World Series no, champ after 108 years. That's so rock. So, so, so rock. Wait a minute. That's not even good enough. That's not even good enough for what we're I'm party Well, I'm not a crook. <laughs> That's how I feel. That's how you feel when you have two friends on the Cubs team and you got to party all weekend with them. A week or we don't even know what day it was. Huh? Hello? What you say, Bernard? And I'm happy about that we ain't at all. Your mic is breaking up a little choppy, sir. Could you repeat that for us so we can hear you? Are you saying that you, as a White Sox fan, are happy about my Cubbies winning? Are you no, really? No, are you? I'm, why are you not happy about that? I don't get it.
Okay. Well, in um, case you couldn't understand him, we're going to decipher, I think, a little bit of what he said. Um, for the simple fact me, that I'm, Renard is truly a White Sox fan. He's not, he doesn't really care. He is. Man. He thinks it's okay. And he he is a cool. diehard. However, when it comes fan. down to it, he does not really care that the Cubs won. However, I think I look at it more from the stand fact, standpoint uh, that, um, for me, you know, if you look at it, and the cast would agree with this too. And if you're, if you are, you know, seventies baby, yeah, somewhere in the seventies baby, you've seen pretty much every team here win a championship. You know, yep. and that's a that's a huge thing here. Seventies baby or eighties baby, like you know, it doesn't. Seventies exactly. or eighties baby. You've seen it. You've you know. seen it. Uh, you might have been. You were born ten, before nineteen eighty six. When you first saw the Bulls win something, <laughs> or nineteen eighty five, uh, you might have been five years old. I mean, you might have been five, but you know, and may not remember. But, it, but still, you know, I mean, starting, I saw it starting off with with the Bears, and you know, the, then the Bulls doing their um, three championships, and then you had um, after that the Sox, and then you had the Blackhawks, and now finally the Cubs have brought another one home after such a long time. So it's a huge deal here. We definitely want to give them congratulations. It is well worth it um, to support them. And I think we're going to go ahead and move forward now into our other part of the session where we start to talk about today's game. Um, we've already talked about the Vikings meeting up with the Bears last week and how that turned out. And which was a know, recap? Uh, that was only a recap. That yeah, was just, only a re- a recap. just a recap. You know, you know, um, the Bears on the bye this week, as we've mentioned before. When it really comes down to it, though, we'll have to see what the Vikings can do today against the Lions who are, you know, they, they have their own questionable people as far as being on the um, injured reserve list. And Minnesota's still banged up, and so we have to look at that too and consider what this means against a Lions team who, as we said in our meeting, should be a lot more uh, better than what – a lot better than what they are. Uh, some, of the teams, some of the teams they've – won against, they should have lost against, and then the two games they should have won, like last week, um, they've lost. So it's very confusing at times with the Lions, as it is most of the season with them. And we spend a lot of time talking about them a lot <laughs> um, when it really comes down to it. But let's go ahead, Cass, because I know you love to lead off with your team's theme song, and I want to give you I the do. pleasure of doing so I, right I do. now. I, I absolutely do. So my squad, this is how we're going to kick it off. I still have faith. I 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 I don't care what anybody says. My team. Skull Vikings, let's win the game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. So that's that's definitely a a must. We have to win. (laughs) I was definitely getting into it a little bit there. Um... I do remember when we were talking, we had our pregame meeting, you were talking about the differences between the Chicago fans and the Vikings fans. And I think it's a huge 
point that we should make about how, you know, you got to get into it. You, you got to get behind your team when you want them to win. And when somebody's asking you to be like, you know, to make some noise, it shouldn't sound like, you know, it should really sound like uh, a full crowd. You know, so it should sound like this. You know, or perhaps a little bit louder if I can find the right one. It should sound like this. Um. Uh-huh. There we go. But, but from what you all told me, when you call in or when you go ahead and you went to the Bears game, it sounded more like this. I promise you, it really did. I was like, um, so the thing said get loud. But I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. I'm a Vikings fan. I've been to – I've actually been to just about every single stadium in my whole football career history. But I um, I don't know. I um, Well, they put it on the Jumbotron, and it had told – I mean, well, Pernell McPhee had told people to get – I don't – Yep, so that's what it was. But we're back in U.S. Bank Stadium. So I need to, you know, I need to hit this one more time. Yay! We're back in U.S. Bank. That's right. And it gets loud. Oh, it gets loud because Vikings fans are so dedicated. And the stadium is beautiful. We're so dedicated. And today this matchup against the Lions is real. It is a must win for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, there are quite a few injuries, though. When you actually look at the Vikings, and the injuries that are going on, there are quite a few. Quite a few big key injuries that I hate seeing come across my desk. I know they're hating it in the locker room. Alex Boone, hurt, hurt, hurt my hurt my little heart. I started, you know, I got a violin and, you know, like Mr. Krabs, the smallest violin in the world, I was feeling that. It is, we don't have Sharif Floyd back. Eric Kendricks, major, he's out today with a concussion, major on defense. Eric is just Eric is is balling like you know of course we don't have Adrian back yet. Antoine Exum, that's you know, I it, I Matt Kalu, I can man, I have a whole list like I have a basketball team and the backup players on like that I wish were playing today. So and then we have a few players who are have just been cleared to play, and they're still not one hundred percent. So there's a there's a lot going on with Minnesota, but Minnesota seems to have this chemistry where they can push past it. And that's what we expect to see them do today. They are going up against the Lions, but when you look at the stats on paper, the Lions have the advantage on paper in every category but possession, the time of possession of the ball. Scary. And they are not at the top of the NFC North. They, everything from total yards per game, the passing yards per game, the points per game on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, third down conversion percentage allowed. They are sitting at 49.5%. The Vikings are sitting at 36.6%. That's huge. Those third downs are huge. And so our defense has to really step up. I really want to see a lot of three and outs today. I know Everson Griffin and, and squad Limbaugh, they can get to Matt Stafford because the one thing that the Lions don't have is this, Stellar O-line. And if anybody knows about not having stellar O-lines, it's definitely the Vikings. Cannot see a lot of penalties <laughs> or a lot of missed tackles today. They got to go in there 200% ready. 
ready to to absolutely go. They they have to. This is this is like a must win. This is like a make or break game for them, and that's the mentality they have to be in. Despite not having um, North Turner there today, they've worked with Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer didn't come in off the street and you know like show up like the coach at dodgeball the movie did and start throwing wrenches at people. They work with this man. They know that he's worked with Sam Bradford before, and I really think that today. We're going to see another W. A couple of people are doubtful, and I'm thinking you dropped two games and the whole world hates you. They didn't love you from the beginning. So today I really think the Vikings being back at home, rejuvenated despite the injuries, can actually pull off a W today against the Lions. Despite what it says on paper, the Lions do have some issues. And if the secondary steps up and really shuts those wideouts down and they get at Matt Stafford and let nothing happen, this can be um, another big division to win. For the Vikings, I hate they dropped one to the Bears, who are two and six. But, you know, it is what it is. And they normally drop one at Soldier Field, so that's not – we didn't want to see them do it this season. It's not uncommon. But I, I think they can they can get it cracking. I, I really do think that um, we could do this. Well, I think a lot of it is going to you know, depend on what Detroit does or doesn't do today. Um, as we've seen that, you know – Indicative of their record and the scores, the 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 teams they've won against haven't they haven't lost by much and they haven't won by much. Everything's been pretty close, um, so it's not like they're getting getting blown out or anything. But for them, it's really going to depend on how you know their defense comes to play today. Like we said, we and we say this every week. You know, third down conversions are very important. Um, if you're able to move the ball or how, do you, how your defense creates a third down or stops third down conversions, um, you know, it's going to come down to turnovers. Both of these teams haven't been the greatest in that department. Um, I think it's really going to, like you said, you know, the adjustment is going to be how for Minnesota on, on having Pasquarmer now as the OC and then, Detroit is just a wild card every week, in my opinion, because, like I said before, that you don't know who they're going to play against or how they're going to play, and the teams they should lose against, they win. The teams they should be, they lose. So it's very hard to get on there, you know, get behind them and really stick with it, and have a have a decent analysis because they're so, for lack of a better term, they're so wishy washy. <laughs> who the the Lions? The Lions, dude. The Lions are so wishy-washy. That's just my opinion. I mean, they're probably that's, 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 like, that's, you know, that's, 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 you know what? The Lions are winning games against teams that people are like, yep, they're going to lose, and then they're – And that's I don't – Like, you know, I don't get it. The Lions, what I, it's like, the hey, Lions. they should have lost. The Lions, they, they should have lost that game to the Redskins. Uh, then yeah. that game against uh, – that game against – the Rams, they barely won. And then last, uh, two weeks ago, I can't believe they pulled it out. And then last week when they decided to lose, you never know what's going on with, on with Detroit. Their discipline shows up some weeks, and other weeks it doesn't show up. Their talent shows up some weeks, and then it doesn't show up. Well, I think their discipline always shows up. Now, that talent, no, I, I, won't, I won't give you that. Yeah. I, I, I think their uh, discipline is always – I think they're poised every week. Now that the, talent, the talent part of it, you know, who shows? But it, I it's about who shows part. up to play that day. Yeah, who? It's about who shows up to play Bowden that day. Shows up, I believe Matt Stafford shows up. 
Eric is finally on the field. He's on the field, so he can finally show up. But you got other players that have talent, but they don't decide to come to play. And to me, that's part of discipline. They're poised. I'm sorry, that's part of it. You can't decide you want to play hard this week and not next week, and vice versa. And to me, that's part of discipline. Discipline says you come to play hard every week. Okay, so what do you he think is the point. key to you? what 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 do you I think they come to play hard every week. I just don't think that um I think they come to play hard every week. And I've actually started to look at a lot of their film where they come apart and they don't come apart at the same at the same point in the game. The the problem with them is I can't even say momentum because they will hold momentum to the very end of the game in hopes that they can get one more playoff and win another game by just one point. It just doesn't happen. It's like they're missing one little key component. And I think when they get that, the, the, the Lions are going to move up in the ranks. It's just it's like the one. The problem is the Lions feel like they need to get warmed up in the game, and that is not something that you, you can count on. You think you can turn a light switch at the end of the game. You can't do that in the NFL. You shouldn't be doing that in college. And the fact is, they're coming back at the end, and you cannot once you play once you play teams like the Patriots, once you play teams like Seattle, you play other teams like uh, Atlanta. You cannot play expecting that you'll be able to come back at the end. It just doesn't work that way. The Lions found out, or will find out against Atlanta this season. It's something that you have to play the whole game. The only thing that I would give them credit on. The absolute only thing that I will give them credit on is they understand we're never out of this. And they take that attitude of we're never out of this, but we will come back at the end if we have to. That I will commend them for. But you cannot always expect to come back at the end. You have to start playing when that clock starts counting in the first quarter. They choose not to start that clock early on. And that is a problem. Who, the Lions? Yes, the Lions. Not the Lions. I, the you dark. know what? If you were going to say that, I'm going to be honest. I would give that more to my favorite team because I've seen the Vikings oh, no, with these weird, strange, slow starts. But the Lions have had to fight and come back, come from the big behind against the Rams. They had to come from behind against uh, the Redskins. They come from behind, and I will give them but that credit. But that's two teams. They They're sitting four and four. They don't always four come from four behind. And those they, three, they've and those jumped out. They've jumped out. Last week they jumped out in the Like, I don't understand. In the three games prior to last week, nobody thought they should have won, but because they, they fought to the end, and I, like I said, I'll give them credit for fighting to the end, they pulled them out. So, I, like I said, I'll give them credit for that aspect of it, but they don't seem to be playing – and get in quarters one, two, and three. They just don't. Hmm. I don't know if that's like. And you know, I, I, I would honestly have to go back and look at the scoring part of it just to um, analyze it and really get a good look at it to see where you're coming from. But I kind of, I can almost get it. Because it's more of a slow start thing, and then okay, well, we'll just hold on to the end. And as long as we stay within range, and we stay, you know, we don't let them get too far ahead, then you know we have a chance to win. Um, 
honestly, I see that philosophy as possibly being true. But, you know, in games where they have scored first or, you know, and gotten out and, and still end up in the same position where they got to turn from behind or whatever, you know, I don't think that would hold true 100%. Um, if you look at it from the standpoint of just just play, period. And who has a better record right now? And, and as we know, Minnesota has a better record, but they lost two in a row. Whereas, you but know, the last a... couple of weeks. Right. And that's two in a row. And that's what, and, two and, games. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's just two games. Whereas you here you are, you're a 500 team. And like I said before, wishy-washy. <laughs> you know, one you you have these you have you don't have steady momentum. You have these okay. pockets of momentum. Okay, well Bernard. Where, Bernard, looking at you know, this, looking, I'm, not looking at, to, I'm not going to say that with that they don't score early because if, I'll use the uh, I'll use the Rams game as the example. Uh, all through, uh, throughout the entire game against the Rams, both teams scored a touchdown in every quarter. It's just that in the in the Rams game, they scored a touchdown and a field goal. The thing is, when you're playing against the quote-unquote bottom of the well teams, you're supposed to be able to put them away. They never put teams away. They don't play hard until they feel like they have to play hard. You're supposed to play hard the entire game. Play hard. In the game against Philly, they scored, they did good early in the first quarter, and then they didn't do anything again until the fourth quarter. Philly was the one playing consistent throughout the game. If we look at the game against the Redskins, let's see the scoring breakdown against the Redskins. It is. It seems like Detroit just, they're here, they play, they're going through the motions, and then when they, and then at the end of the game they turn it on. And I'm pulling up the game center on DetroitLions.com now uh, against the Redskins. They played 0-0 in the first quarter, 3 in the second quarter, 7-0 in the third, and the Redskins scored 14, and the Lions scored 10. They never seem to play harder than they have to. They just they, – you, when you're playing certain teams, you're supposed to put them away. Detroit does not seem to take that attitude coming into the game. Even if you look at the loss they had to the Bears, they didn't take the Bears seriously and tried to come back at the end of the game. Last week – they didn't take the Texans seriously, and they lost. They don't seem to take every game seriously. They come back at the end, and in other two games against the Bears and the Texans, they tried to, and it was too late. You have to play hard the entire game, not just not just at the end when you think it's okay. Hey, Detroit Lions. Uh, Ren- Renard don't like y'all. that. Flat out. He's just, he, he, dude, he just, like, like if this was, if this was like Real Housewives of Atlanta, he just read y'all to death. Like, yeah, don't play hard, damn it. Out here, wasting folks' money. I mean, I was serious. He, I mean, he Detroit is them. not, uh, they, they have had, the last time they, they made the playoffs, they had Indominus Sue and Nick Fairley on their defensive line. And maybe that undisciplined attitude 
helped them because they they came with an attitude. I scaring I can't. They scared teams when they can't. walked into the game. Nobody is scared. But of I can't. They just happen to pull games out. Well, you know what makes Detroit scary is it's a little bit opposite of the way you think. What makes Detroit scary is what they've done to certain teams like Philly. Detroit is that team that has enough momentum to take a top team out. I I hear what you're saying, but because they're so streaky, they're that one team that you like, really, this is the last team I got to play before the playoffs to determine if I go to the playoffs, and you're going to lose. I don't know what it is, and like I said, they have one missing piece, but I do believe when they figure that missing piece out, they will no longer be at the very bottom of the barrel when we're talking about all of the teams in the NFL. They're not even – they've been holding their own to stay not in the bottom spot of the NFC North, and I think that's their only focus right now. And once they figure that out, they will begin to rise not only in their division, but they will rise a little bit higher in the, in the standings in the league. But the crazy thing is with there, what you explained – what you say? Together, the Bears will surpass them. That's how bad I just I don't think they're as horrible as you see them. I think they were, but I don't see that this season. I don't think they're great. No, no, not at all. No, I don't think they're great, but I don't think Every they're season. as horrible as you see them. Every like, I'm looking at their actual stats, and I'm like, if they I'm were the that horrible. Every season, I'm the only one, that, and usually by the end of the season, Detroit proves me right. By the end of the season, Detroit proves me right. The only season that Detroit didn't prove me right was that one breakout season when Nick Fairley and Adamson Sue said nobody is coming across this line on us, and we coming to you. That was the only season they seen that Detroit. Yeah, good. but then that was also a season that they jumped out in preseason. They jumped out at the beginning of the season. The only reason they went to the playoffs was because everybody else in the division looked like crap, but they still ended up looking like crap because they dropped their last four four to five games, like, terribly dropped them. Like, it was like they just like showed up and stood there every season and was like, run around. That, so, I can't give them credit. That does not uh, does not have any belief in Detroit. That was the only season they proved me wrong. I don't believe in Detroit. No, we don't have any belief in Detroit. <laughs> we don't believe it. I'm just saying we don't. We're not, like, <laughs> We don't believe in them. We don't believe in we the, we, you know, we can see just, the improvement. We're just talking about you just like that. Right. Not improved. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, man, this is how this this is how I look at it. Your record tells everything of where you are, you know, I and and maybe not everything. My thing is not Jill Parsons. I'm not gonna see. I'm not gonna. I can. I will look at the nuances behind your record. And I'm not – I understand that by the end of the season, your record tells who you are at the end of the season. But does anybody believe Arizona is as bad as their record is right now? Yes. Not at all. Okay. Well, yes. I, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I, I, yes, first, yep. I might say that yep, about and if you want to talk about that after that Green Bay, go. We can go. Yeah, I do. And I saw it happening last year. We can talk about that. I believe I, I believe Carolina is as bad as their record, not Arizona. Why not? Arizona well, three or four. Dude, they play it like trash. 
<laughs> okay. I'm just well, asking. We got to get back to this uh, Lions. All right. Uh, we do. So let's so let's let's wrap up this Lions matchup. I believe that the Vikings can actually pull it out. I think they're going to have a lot of momentum finally being back home because they dropped two games on the road. So they're back home now in U.S. Bank Stadium. They know what they have to do. A lot of changes, but they're used to that this season. A lot of things are going up and down for them, and they're pulling pushing right through it. I'm going with the Vikings for the win. What are you guys thinking? I'm going for the Vikings well, to win, not because I believe in the Vikings, but because I don't believe in Detroit. Because the Vikings' offensive line has not proven anything to me, and Detroit actually does have a defensive line that can get to Sam Bradford if the if the Vikings' offensive line doesn't hasn't gotten its act together. If uh, but I still believe in more in the Vikings than I do in the Lions. All right, I'll take that, Mike. What do you think? Um, I, I'm going to ride with Minnesota today. I think they have a lot to prove after dropping two on the road, and they want to get back to, you know, they're back at home. And they want, you know, U.S. Bank Stadium is, is definitely an advantage uh, for them, um, having a 12th man with the fans and everybody there. So I'm going to give them to it. I think that, you know, like I do do agree that if the O-line doesn't come today to play and protect Sam Bradford, it could be a long day for him and for them as well. But I get an edge to Minnesota just because I want to, you know, I'm just have a little bit more faith in them and where they are right now in their, in their season and have faith that they're not going to take the last two losses as indicative of what the rest of the season has to be for them. You know, Detroit's more, they have a lot more to prove right now um, being a 500 team. So they're going to be hungry as well, but I still get the edge of Minnesota. All right. So cool. So we all standing in the shoes of Minnesota. So don't let me down boys. So now we have another, we were wrong last week. Another, <laughs> another. Oh my God! No, no, no! We got one. We got one out of three off last week. We were all. No, no, we got zero, one out of three zero. last week. We, we got one. Thanks, Packers. It, that L was everything. I was, so I was straight. Trust me, I was sitting here Packers. like I can't believe we called all these wrong. Yes, the Packers. Speaking of Packers, they are doing battle with um, Renard's uh, quarterback. Andrew Luck. Do you still have Andrew Luck on your fantasy team? I'll say there. I've never had Andrew Luck on my fantasy team. You didn't? Who has Not Andrew Luck? Somebody has Andrew Luck. Not oh, he had you had him last season? I had Andrew Luck last season. I have, uh, I, oh, I, had, yeah, I did have Andrew Luck last season. I have uh, I know I have you Cam did. Newton and Kirk Cousins this year. I have Cam Newton and Kirk Cousins. Oh, you, got, you actually drafted Kirk Cousins? Like no, you I didn't draft Kirk like, Cousins. I, I picked him up. Uh, I picked him up, and waiver. he's actually been good for me. I was yeah, who's well, he we'll, starting QB? We'll see how good he is today, because you know you and I well, play I'm each not, other. So I'm, not him I'm looking I'm forward to it. Uh, who's your starting QB on your fantasy league? Uh, my starting QB is always Cam Newton. I played Kirk Cousins in my bye week, and in my bye week, Kirk Cousins got me 26 points. Oh yeah, I remember that. So I do remember. I, so you playing? Thank. Well, you know, I don't. I don't blame you. <laughs> I, well, I, I well, we well we help Andrew Luck. Good job, today. Andrew Luck is going up, and just for those who just you know feel like listening to us, because why not? If you haven't heard already, Ben Roethlisberger is starting Steelers versus Ravens game once again. Ben Roethlisberger is starting. Okay, so back to Green Bay. And the Colts, so the Colts go to Lambeau. 
Andrew Luck has a beautiful bank account right now. He could probably buy a couple islands, drink a lot of coconut drinks, and not do anything. Unfortunately, his O-line will not let him do that, nor will his receivers, who can't seem to keep the ball in their hands. What are we looking at today? Because we are not looking at a healthy Green Bay. I don't know where their running backs are. I don't know what's going on with their wide receivers. I don't even know what's really going on with their O-line. I really don't know what's – I, you know – um. Uh, see what we had said last week, and we used to do a special <laughs> show uh, on the fact that nobody in the NFC North has a good offensive line. The best offensive line in the I, NFC North do. is Detroit. We need to do that special episode. Uh, we really the do. Only offensive, the only offensive line that might be worse than the NFC North offensive line is the Indianapolis Colts offensive line. And Andrew Luck has an arm. Andrew Luck is not a small QB. He can run. Andrew Luck, he can run, yeah. He can knock a few people over. But when you got these 300 plus pound people running at him, not giving him a chance to throw the ball, he's kind of stuck. His his uh, tight end that used to be with him in Stanford that came to him in the NFL uh, left him and is now in New Orleans. So he don't even have his uh, check down his check down receiver. Uh, so he don't have much. It's like they have the biggest running his mouth owner, running his mouth more than the Dallas Cowboys owner. Popping pills. That's possible. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Is it possible to have a bigger <laughs> mouth, than Jerry? Is it possible? Is, is, is it possible? Jerry Jones does not run his mouth as much <laughs> as, as, as lately. No, Jerry Jones. And that's only because Dak it's not Prost even that Jerry Jones has stopped running his mouth. It's just that uh, it, Mr. Indianapolis Colts owner, and I won't say his name, runs his mouth more than Jerry Jones. He gets he needs to get his fingers off okay. the Twitter button. I refuse. To say that. He's not going to get that respect. Right? That's he, fired. He's Mr. Colts owner. Wait a minute. That he has fired him, Shazzy, because. He meant that he I won't mean, even say your name like Beyonce yeah, asked wow. him 10 years ago. Uh, he is out I'm there like, dude. I'm looking dead in his name. That's how I we feel about him. His name. That's and how he's really, well, really he, He's the one that wanted to get rid of Peyton Manning. He's the one that wanted to get rid of a whole lot of other things. It's like, dude, you wanted to get rid of Bruce Arians? You wanted to get rid of all of these people, but you don't want to spend the money it takes to get an offensive line. That you want—he wants to act like he's the GL. He wants to be Jerry Jones, basically. That's really what it feels like. He's worse to me than Dan Snyder in Washington. This is oh, deep, wow. ladies and gentlemen. I wow, I. I, mean, I feel like a Walter Cronkite moment was coming on. The funny thing is when you Google host owner, and just so you know, I am looking at his name. The first image that pops mm-hmm. up is his, is his uh, mug shot. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes, it is the first uh, image. That, it, no, he's uh, very serious. It, it, yes, yes, it, it is. He's not joking. He's not joking. That's hilarious. Looking to the right, that is his mugshot when he was caught driving under the influence when he was on those pills. 
and he got suspended as an owner for six weeks and could not be publicly caught saying anything. Oh, wow. Those six weeks were probably the best six weeks of the Indianapolis Colts because he wasn't out there undermining the team and undermining the coach. He undermined the team and the coach more than Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder combined to me. Does worse to the Colts than the Bears do to Jay Cutler because you have this such the highest paid player in the NFL, but you don't give him an offensive line. You don't give him a wide receiver. That's the same thing we say about Jay Cutler. You give him all this money. It is. It is. I, I I was I agree because that's saying that you're trying to build a team around your quarterback. So give your quarterback the type of team that he. And needs you have to, to give them successful. what they need, right? But yeah, I agree. You should not give any player, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, any money if you're not going to give it to it. Because I can say the same thing. If you're a wide receiver, you're giving all this, a man all this money. You don't give a receiver all that money if you ain't got a QB to throw it to him. Exactly. And so that that well, there have been teams that. Have well, I mean, we know, we know it happens because we know we know it happens, but. How successful is it? If you don't, I mean, the whole point of it is for you to draft players and to put together a team where you have all the pieces working together. Now, it doesn't make sense for you to go out here and spend all this money on the quarterback if you're not going to draft a line to protect to protect him. That's that's supposed to be your investment. That's supposed to be the point. I'm just saying. So I kind of I understand that, but when you, you know when the owner is in trouble and uh, and doing his thing and you know, when it comes down to what's being played on the field, yeah, it's very hard to get behind and be supportive of someone who's, you know, hasn't shown that they can be responsible enough to put together what they need to have in order to be successful, um, especially after all the years of Peyton Manning being there in Indianapolis and being his, you know, doing what he did. Um, Andrew Luck by no means is Peyton Manning. However, he does have the makings of a great quarterback within his own right if you give him what he needs to win. And that's just, that's um, that's important yeah. for any you know, any team. You know, um Well okay, so let's let's, game let's look let's look at them before yeah. we even look at the Packers. Looking at what and this this is a question for both of you guys. Looking at what um Indy is working with, where do you think they need to make the biggest change? Uh is debate if they need to get offensive line help first or receiver help first, because the, the where 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 yeah like wherever you see, if the offensive line is not protecting him, but the receivers are not the type of receivers that can uh, take the top off the defense. They can't run fast. They they're basically slot receivers lining up in the wide out position. I mean, they need receivers. And they need and they need offensive line help. To me, it's a matter of chicken or the egg with them. It it really it really is is they have not given Andrew Luck anything. They don't have a running back. They don't even have a defense that can protect them. They have the their offense. I mean, their team is built that in a way that you need to score 100 points in the first quarter because their defense is not great. Well, their offensive line is not allowing them to outscore teams. 
because because of that. They don't have a running back so they can have a balanced offense. Their receivers, if you do short route uh check down plays which are great, they're good. They have no they don't have no threat no deep threat. Everything the entire salary cap has been dumped into has been dumped Andrew into Luck. Andrew Luck. And I can't so now we take that same attitude. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't let I wouldn't let Andrew get away either. I, I'm, right. If I, if I could have kept Andrew, I, right? I, I wouldn't have let him but get yeah, away. You know, He's not. But a, you know, you also a, go ahead. Hmm. You know, I go mean, ahead, if you're Mike. looking at like they're rushing, they they lack in rushing. Frank Gore. He's been around for a while, and I mean, after this many games, we're in week nine. He's only had two touchdowns. You know, so they're def- they're, they have a lot of they have a, they need a lot of help. You know, and and he needs a lot of help in order for them to be a contender. You know, going into the future, if he does, if they don't get it for him, then you know he'll be one of those quarterbacks who will either be traded to a team that's doing something, you know, or he'll be there for a while because of the money they spent. And they'll either get their act together and get him what he needs, or he'll just be, be there playing, and he'll just be there playing and making money. I'll give you. I'll tell you, you where know. his help is coming from. His help is coming from Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Houston. The fact that, <laughs> the fact that that team is in a division where anybody can be anybody at any point can be the division winner. That's what's helping the coach because he's not getting any help from his own organization. At all. Well, there it is. And so, with, mean, it, with with that Colson, same, so so now, so we Houston, we the Colts and Houston are the only two teams in that division that decide they might want to play, and that's why the Colts and Houston have been the division winners for like the last five years. The Tennessee Titans, the last time they were the division winner, they went out in the first round. I mean, excuse me, they had a first round playoff by, and they, they had a first round, first yeah. Game, they lost in that first game, so. But realistically, it's about the Colts or the Texans and Tennessee threw a monkey wrench in at one time. And even that season that Tennessee threw a monkey wrench in it, I think Indianapolis went further in the playoffs. So now that we've picked the Colts apart, let's swing it back around to our division and look at Green Bay. Green Bay is having a lot of issues. When I actually sit here and I look, at, at the matchup, it's so crazy to see that, once again, third down conversion is the only place on paper and in percent, percentage-wise, rather, that they are above the Colts with what we're looking at, with what's going on with the Colts. So when we look at Green Bay, we know Aaron Rodgers throws God-like balls from heaven. We, we, okay, but dude's a beast. Yes, he'll be picked off. Yes, he's going to eat a lot of turf. All right, they're in Lambo. He'll figure it out. But the running back situation is really scarce, and I'm not that that what wide, wide receiver situation is not secure as well. The trade deadline was last week. Everybody on the roster except for Aaron Rodgers should have been on a trading block. The entire roster should have been really? on the trading block. Yes, everybody on the roster should have been on the trading block. Eddie Lacy has not done anything since his rookie year. He should have been on the trading block. Uh, James Starks is injured, should have been on the trading block. Jordy Nelson, unfortunately, should have been on the trading block because he's a a shell of himself. Uh, Julius Peppers is not what he used to be. 
Uh, don't get me wrong, he's still he's still serviceable, but serviceable is not what the Packers are known for. Uh, what's Mr. Long Blonde here? I can't think of his name. Uh, Clay Matthews? <laughs> oh, my God. Clay, Clay Matthews. Matthews. Oh, my God. Okay, you know what? She was good one season. She was good one season. Wait yeah, a minute, I got to do here. this. And the funny thing is you all knew who I was oh, talking about. Hold on. <laughs> you all knew who I was talking about, didn't you? <laughs> uh, oh, that, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, he was like Mr. Long. I'm just Fabio on. Mr. Long Blind, uh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's hilarious. It is so funny because I just saw I saw a meme of him earlier. Oh my God, I mean, that is Clay so, Matthews. so so funny. Clay Matthews does not does not know when he wants to have a great season. Last season, he moved inside and was an inside linebacker. He did great at it. He wanted to go back to his natural position this year. He's back in his natural position. Do we hear He's any back in his natural right coming from? Do we hear any highlight films coming up on him in his natural position? No, no, no. As bad as we talked about, as bad as we talked about uh, Indianapolis, we can we can put the the same name, uh, just switch out the names to say the same things about the Packers. They have a good quarterback, no protection on the offensive line, no receiver to throw it to. No running back to protect. Uh, no running back to uh, to balance the offense, and the defense is not doing anything special. Didn't we say the same things about the team that they're playing against today? Yeah. So this exactly. is like an evenly matched team. So who of the if, who who of the lackluster teams pulls it off? They are at Lambeau. Uh, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Wait, what? Wait, oh, what? Wait, oh, what? Wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, yeah, I said it. Wait, yeah, wait, hold, it. hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you're not going to do it again. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I don't know if you're more shocked about saying that. You did us like that. Or you're shocked about the fact that I didn't make up a bunch of other names to reference that team. So both things are shocking. I said it. Let's just move on. Oh, we, we can't move on yet. Mike didn't have his pick. Got, oh my goodness, <laughs> Mike, who you I'm going with Green Bay. Uh, I, I'm going with I'm Green Bay for the W. Green Bay, they're a yeah, they're a line and you know they're a Lambo field today, and they normally play pretty good at home. Um, I would honestly be shocked if we're wrong. I'll be like so surprised, but at the same time, I don't you know. know. We've seen like, where, that's why we've seen where teams have we've seen where teams have had the edge before. You know, when you look at the analysis, on, and then when you come back and the game is actually played, play. it doesn't work out. That's easy, exactly. Well, uh, most of well, two games for last week. We like to say we won. We were one for three, man. One for three, and, and that one was one for three. Uh, we, three. And we are and now we squeaked that one out. So thank you, Atlanta you know, Falcons. Right, you know <laughs> that was like I, boy. <laughs> I was worried. I yeah, I was, was looking at that like I thought we were. T- I thought we. I thought we picked the Falcons, and I thought we picked the Texans. I didn't think we picked Detroit. No, I thought we were two for three. No, we picked Detroit. No, we picked Detroit. I picked Detroit. I picked Detroit. Are you sure that I picked Detroit? Yeah, I'm so positive because it was the first time we all picked the same teams. 
Yeah, did you I pick Detroit that, right along with me? Sure yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so positive. <laughs> yes, I'm because it was so the first time we were all unanimous. Oh, no, maybe this was the first know. time that Maybe that means you. No, not with JJ Watt out. No, we gonna have to check the tape I did not pick I can't believe that I picked Detroit. I'm so so fast. You said I picked Detroit. You picked Detroit. You make Detroit fans so so good. So when so when I you know we have the option to go to the Detroit Vikings game in Detroit. I don't. Is it is it a good idea to take you? I don't know. I I don't. I feel like being attacked. It's the D. No, granted, we're from the south. We can handle it. But I'm just saying, like, shit, what you what you, you know? Because you know, we're trying. We're the wrong thing. Like I, we're in the D. I'm wearing my Rams Vikings jersey and my and my Chicago Bears hat in Detroit. No, you no, no, no. I wear my Randy Moss Vikings jersey and my Chicago Bears hat. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Why are you ruining the whole jersey like that? Why are you, like, why are you doing that with that hat? So, so forget it. So forget it. So you're going to wear that. You're going to wear that when we – I'm just saying it's the D. They look angry. It's the D. Hey, you know, hey. Day that was the funniest thing on the show. I wish I could have hurried up and recorded. Like it's day twice. <laughs> <laughs> the team was playing like it's day twice. They're not playing like it's the D. Well, <laughs> them people from the D, so I am. <laughs> Straight out of Detroit. At some ain't point, got nothing to lose. Gotta, you know. Hey, I'm going there with neutral colors on. <laughs> oh no, I'm going purple and gold out because show will be over, game time will be on, and that's when I get to be. This is one of the other games that I get to be a fan. Mike gonna wear his football fan. No, there's no working for me at this game, but I'm just. She's gonna wear what? Why couldn't we just? I was. Too, we need a soundbite. I said I picked Detroit. I need that soundbite. So yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, well, that is funny. So, uh, no, so with sure. that, we're picking nah. the we're picking the uh, Vikings. We're to, to take advantage, you know, stop that slump, leave it at two, and keep it moving. We're picking Green Bay to take out the Indianapolis Colts today, since they are in Lambeau. And you know, Lambeau is like magic for Aaron Rodgers at times, unless the Vikings go there. Um, but NCAA football, and 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 oh my goodness, I you know sometimes you just you you want to just give people a hug, but I wanted to throw this whole team in the toilet. I Nebraska. Nebraska. What? Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh my God! What, what in the ever cotton pick? Who Did they, play? Like they, they opened they, they the game with Rutgers? a pick six? I, are you sure that they did? Um, are you sure that they uh, trade teams with the Rutgers team? Are you sure they can trade trade teams with the Rutgers team? Because that's what they no, say. but well, you can't. Well, no, you can't put them in the same category as Rutgers because Rutgers hasn't won anything. Um, no, I'm saying you know, at least at least like Nebraska was ranked. I understand that, but at least that you know, at least Nebraska's ranked number one, no, and they're seven. Nebraska should Nebraska should have a sign but, that says "Go sit in the corner." We, yeah, wow. 
but at hey, the man, um, corn they hookers took, look man, like they, still they corn. took a beating. <laughs> Anyone who watched the game, somebody put a crop I'm, I'm, circle inside the corn husker, <laughs> and it was over. What? Man, what, what was, was over. that? And what Ohio that? State, that was Ohio clinic. State came that was, and just oh my god. Ohio State. If, if Ohio you happen State to see the game on the first pass play of the game, first pass play of the game, six six. Seconds into the game, ladies and gentlemen, it was over. It, it, it really was, was over. And I was, that was the I beginning was, of the I was, end. <laughs> I was believing that something else would happen, and it did it not. Is because, it is because of that game. Because for many that don't know, or many of you do know if you're fans of this show, the college football playoff rankings came out last week. And Washington was left on the outside looking in out of the top four. They were ranked number five. Texas A&M was ranked number four. Well, Texas A&M lost this week. So many people would assume, okay, that's just going to move Washington up one spot. Well, it might not be that simple. With the way that Ohio State destroyed Nebraska, the number 10 team, it is entirely possible that Ohio State could leapfrog over Washington into that number four spot um, simply because the college football committee has said they didn't think much of Washington's strength of schedule. Ohio State just beat the number 10 team, and they didn't just beat them. They beat them down. They no, my, they beat them. Oh yeah, they, that was, no, it, wow. Man, that was, that was, that was um, like, that was destruction at its best. Straight up. And for anybody, now, I didn't team, even have a word for the only other team. The only other team, the other only other team that did as much damage as they did, you know, was twenty five. Was number twenty five Washington State, who played Arizona and beat them sixty nine to seven. Well, Western uh, Western Michigan beat uh, football fifteen twenty, and Michigan beat uh, Maryland fifty nine to three. That's what, hey man, but you know. It, it was a lot. In other words, like you know, everybody, there was there were so many games yesterday in the top twenty-five that when they went down, it, you really couldn't just. If some of it had you all in all. Others of them, others had you like. Okay, I need to change channel because I just can't watch this Hester Ohio State game because Cass said she couldn't watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, so, I was my. Point of I had Burt Redner. I I had Burt Redner. I was like, what? What is what is happening? Don't even don't don't snap the ball. Don't. Oh my God. Okay. I mean, yeah, so, I felt I felt like anybody, I felt like when when did anybody when, get a when, chance to watch the Lamar Jackson show? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I had a lot of writing. The Lamar Jackson show put up fifty-two points yesterday. Fifty-two to seven against BC. The Lamar Jackson, aka Louisville, put up fifty-two on Louisville, right? Uh, Boston College. Yes. Um, you know what? I, I, you know what? I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. But, but that Nebraska I will. against Boston College, I'll take that. You can't say Nebraska being on the Did you see it? Did you see it? I wanted to just go on the field and pour out a little liquor. Like I, it was. <laughs> I, I wanted to start thinking this is for my dad at home. Like, what is what is that? Yes, like I wanted to like I wasn't I mean, even legal when I mean, that was a song. We, we, I wanted we, we to go joke. back. Like, what is we what is joke going with on? that hit on the QB 
the hit on the QB had me. Oh my god! Moment. I he didn't. He I mean, man, you know, there, he just laid there. There, there. Now, what trips me out is that you know, if you look at all the other stores around, you know, around the, the college football, and you look at number one Alabama beat number thirteen LSU ten to nothing. They only beat them by ten. That was a game. Neither team scored in the first three quarters. First three quarters, happen? yeah. Now what? Now now is that now uh, that saying that LSU is that good or Alabama's not really that good? Because because you know, it, I think that those teams just wake up for each other. Um, it's possible. Leonard Fournette cannot do anything against the Alabama defense. Period. Leonard Fournette can run against everybody else except for Alabama. That Alabama defense, what they're smart enough to do is they stop Leonard Fournette before he gets ahead of steam. Every other team allows Fournette to get ahead of steam. And once he's got ahead of steam, he's like Adrian Peterson. You're not stopping him. But they get him before he gets ahead of steam. And so that took out LSU's offense because there was no threat. There was no threat of the run that they were able to drop back in the coverage so there was nobody to pass the ball to. Now, I think there was a bigger deal about stopping Alabama. Even that 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 true freshman that true freshman uh, quarterback, he he looked like a true freshman yesterday. Because after you think about it, they still only scored ten. It's not like they they destroyed. That's uh, what I'm saying. You know, they still only scored that, and ten. And that's my point right there. That is my point in, in and of itself. Now, Clemson, on the other hand, plays Syracuse and demolished them 54 to nothing. <laughs> Number three, Michigan played Maryland and won 59 to three. Um, it's Michigan, y'all. Okay, I'm so happy that we have a big team, Big Ten team, um, in the playoff hunt this year. I think we have two, as a matter Wait of fact. We have between... a Big Ten team in the playoff hunt every year. Yeah, but, you know, I'm talking about they can actually win it. I, I'm not, you know, uh, that's Ohio what I'm State looking forward to, brother. Ohio State. You'll have another one. Right, and then we'll have another one. No, exactly. what I'm saying that's is point. We have a, we've had a team with a chance to win it every year. It's just that Alabama, right. took, the, Alabama took the attitude last year against Michigan State saying there's no way we're going to allow that Big Ten team to do. They were still mad from the previous year when Ohio State hurt their feelings. Nobody was beating Alabama in that playoff last year. Alabama came through with the attitude because they were surprised with Ohio State did. The Big Ten, I have said this for the last 10 years, we have always had a chance. It was not until we got a playoff within the big juices were flowing. The Big Ten always had the longest time period the entire, the longest time period between their last game and when the bowl games began. And that's why I believe the Big Ten always did bad in the bowl games. Ever since the Big Ten kept playing games, their bowl, their bowl record looks good. And as a matter of fact, their bowl record in the last two seasons has been stellar. So the Big Ten has been something to, to recognize. The problem is the SEC is coming back to earth now. That's what the noticeable difference is. The SEC bowl bowl schedule and bowl record is coming back to earth. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I said it. The SEC is not is not the king of kings anymore. The SEC well, once you know, was the king of kings, and they're not the king of kings right now. 
I mean, you are very, you are very correct, man. Because that's all you used to hear about was SEC this, SEC that is, and you know, I mean, because we live in the big, because we live in Big Ten country, you know, we. I was more prone to pay more attention to what was going on here than to the SEC. You know, I'm a little I mean, biased. What? Ohio State won it all last year. Ohio State hurt Ohio. Uh, Michigan State hurt Ohio State's feelings last year. And I do believe built for the playoffs. Ohio State was better built for the playoffs. But Michigan State won the game they needed to win. They won right. the Big Ten. Uh, they, they beat. They won out there. Wisconsin is not was not able to stop me. The problem is, and this is where I think something is interesting. And I will say kudos to kudos to uh, the Big Twelve. They have decided once they finally get a playoff, they're not going to split their they're not going to split their uh, conference up into divisions like most other most other uh, conferences do. Their playoff game. It's going to be similar to what the BCS used to do. They're going to pit number one team against their number two team. And the problem is, look at the SEC this year. Alabama or Auburn or Texas A&M are going to end up playing against Georgia or Tennessee. That is not really a, a huge game right there. They're going to end up playing against Georgia or Tennessee. A Tennessee team that will likely be three lost team at that point in time. By doing what the Big 12 is considering doing, it potentially could end up being one versus two. Imagine if the Big 10 championship was Michigan versus Ohio State, a rematch of the of their of their big rivalry game. Right now, it's looking like whoever wins Michigan versus Ohio State game will end up playing against Wisconsin. That is not a big championship game. Uh, right. Look at, the at the ACC. Clemson's going to end up playing somebody that is not really that great of a team. If you don't have the split divisions, then you can put it up against your best, your best two teams in the conference. Your best two teams in the conference, by splitting up the divisions, you don't necessarily have your championship game being such a great game. Now, it, sometimes it works out, like look at the Pac-12. Their, their North versus South game is going to look excellent. The SEC West versus SEC East has been good at times, but it's not always good. It just isn't. It just isn't. SEC West versus SEC East is not always a great game. Um, and I forget what the name of the divisions are for uh, – the ACC, it's ACC Coastal and ACC something. It's not always a great game. If you remove the divisions, or even if you keep the divisions and make a decision that the divisions, the division champions are not necessarily who's in your play, in your championship game, you put it one versus two, then you guarantee a better game. But I understand the argument against having it because then what's the motivation of winning your division? It just comes down to I like college football this year, or just college football since they decided that they were going to do a, a playoff race has been worth watching these last few seasons. It really has. But more I so agree than with last you. two. More yeah, so I agree last with two you. than you. I mean, you know, because a, I think the change the was implemented last year. Football, the best. 
I admit I'm a big fan fan, but I think the absolute best thing that happened to college football was Ohio State winning it all. By Ohio State winning it all, it removed everybody's opinion that, okay, we plan for second. By the fourth team, because if you remember, Ohio State was ranked fourth in that position. And Baylor Mm -hmm. and I believe it was Oklahoma were left out. Or Baylor and TCU were left out that year that Ohio State got in. And they were the fourth position, and they won it all. Everybody else prior to now used to take the attitude, we're playing for second. Well, we're not just playing for second. We're playing for something real. Alabama, they are coming down to earth, but they're still number one. But anybody can lose on any given Saturday in college, any given Sunday in the NFL. Anybody can lose. Anybody can win. And if you're looking at it, even Michigan State has come back down to earth in the Big Ten. And Illinois won yesterday against Michigan State. That was a big one. Right. You know right. it is. And that was a close game, 31 to 27. That was a close game. So people are taking an attitude of something worth watching every week now. Look at these games. Uh, it is not always a guaranteed win. Everybody was loving how Texas A&M was looking, and then they get beat. 35 to 28 by Mississippi State. It's it's a game worth watching every week. It it always is. I mean, did you see how Navy beat Notre Dame yesterday? I didn't get a chance to see it. I checked out the score. But, you know, it's like you said, man, it's football. You know, and and the bottom line is when it comes down to it, it's about who's the most prepared team at that time, who who commits the, you know, least amount of penalties, um, excuse me, who actually shows up to play and can play all four quarters all the way through and, if necessary, an overtime period as well. Uh, Moving on with the scores, uh, number five, Washington beat California yesterday, 66-27. These high scores are killing me, dude. Oh, wait. I I got to bring up one more close score because uh, our co-host, she spoke up during the the morning meeting, and I'm going to break something down to her. Well, it's not really breaking it down. I'm going to poke at her. Ever since Florida State lost, Louisville has how, – how many people have really paid attention to Florida State? They lost a few other games. They won a few other games. They dropped down to the number 22 position at the time. They were number two in the country. Florida State has lost its relevance this season, y'all. And she was yelling at me saying Florida State is always relevant. They always got fans. Well, they looking mighty irrelevant right now. Got anything to say there, Ken? Oh, I guess we got cricket. Nothing to say on that one, dude. I take it she didn't have anything to say. <laughs> but, you know, man, you know, moving on with the scores and getting back through those so we can move on with this segment. Um, <clears throat> I'm so sorry about my throat. I need some water, you people. Uh, we already talked about Ohio State beating the brace off of number 10, Nebraska, 6-2-3. Louisville bomb, demolished Boston College, 52-7. Number eight, Wisconsin over Northwestern, 21-7. And you also have Auburn, who beat Vanderbilt, 23-16. Number 11, Florida lost to Arkansas, 31-10. Sorry, guys. Um, that's what it did better. Um, Penn State beat, oh, beat Iowa, 41-14. to 
Baylor beat Baylor lost to TCU 62-22. Oh, my God. Really? <sighs> Get your chills when you see scores like that, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma State beat Kansas State 43-37. Uh, number 19, Virginia Tech beat Duke 24-21. Number 20, West Virginia. Yes, these are out of order. I'm just reading people. Uh, West Virginia beat, 40, uh, beat Kansas State. Not Kansas State, I'm sorry, Kansas, 48-21. North Carolina, number 21, dropped Georgia Tech, 48-20. Florida State, who we just mentioned, beat in North Carolina State, 24-20. And running it all out, Washington State put a beating on Arizona, 69-7. to um, You know, when you really look at it, oh, I forgot some other teams. Western Michigan, number 23, beat Ball State, 52-20. Now, it's interesting that Western Michigan is undefeated. However, they are not ranked in the top two, in the top, um, not even top five. And I think that's really they're not because of the schedule. I guarantee you that's the reason mm-hmm. why. Yeah, they're not. No, they're not. Um, I gotta look. Up, I gotta look up to the conference there, and I, I, I know. I know for a fact it's not in the Power Five conference. Um, Oklahoma <clears throat> beats Iowa State twenty thirty four twenty four. UCLA lost to Colorado twenty to ten. And Boise State beats San Jose State 45-31. That rounds out the top 25 for our NCAA football. Um, I'm pretty sure if you all are fans, and you know the uh, rankings will be out at 12 o'clock. Go ahead. Western Michigan is in the MAC. They're in the MAC conference. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I thought. Um, you know, if you are a football fan and any of your teams are winning or losing, then, you know, obviously – you know, our condolences and congratulations on either side. Um, the one thing about football, college football, is that it's so fun and exciting. If you get a chance to go to any games, live in a city where you can, please go. The atmosphere is always great, uh, regardless, sometimes regardless of how the teams are doing. You know, it's the fans that make the game, if you ask me. They're, they're the ones who make the environment. Um, football players are down there to get to play football and have fun doing that part of it. But it's really, really, really about the fans at these games, and it makes it a lot of fun for those. So if you haven't gone to a game, grab you some tickets for so next weekend. Go. Speaking on that subject, you're speaking on that subject, and that to me makes me want to talk about something that Richard, I mean, Richard Sherman went on a rant about this week. And we got and which was that? Richard right. Sherman went in on uh, on – Commissioner Roger Goodell saying the NFL isn't even fun anymore because the NFL is nitpicking about every play. Uh, if you see uh, uh, a referee got a flag for giving a hug to uh, getting a hug from a player, a 15-yard penalty for that. Uh, another referee throwing a flag for for dancing. Another referee throwing a flag for this. It is really. For years, people have called the NFL the no-fun league, but it really has become the no-fun league. When the NFL wants to be the moral compass of everybody on Sunday, and then even Richard Sherman uh, referenced this, but then Budweiser is your largest sponsor, how are you the moral compass? That is a very good question. Add that to the fact Wait, so, wait so Budweiser being your sponsor is immoral? Is it because it's average? I'm not saying that. I'm a beer drinker for real. I have my beer <laughs> ready, waiting and ready for me for today's games. I'm re- I'm not. I was beer wondering drink. about that comparison I'm there. A beer drinker. 
But just uh, so I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> I would say that there will be plenty of others that would say that, though. While I'm not personally saying that, there would be others that say that. Uh, add that to the fact that I've watched multiple other networks this week, from ESPN, the NFL Network, to Major League Baseball. And you know one thing that they all said and when they referenced Richard Sherman? All of them were saying the same thing. Watch a game from another league. Watch how they let the players have fun. The NFL doesn't let its players have fun. Watch the NBA game. Well, that's because the 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 NFL has the the huge death stigma over their head as being the most violent sport in American sports because rugby, FMB. Look at hockey. They they allow – Fighting is allowed in the game, and they allow. And hockey, oh, it's everything though. In hockey, it's everything. Like I love it. Go Blackhawks! I love it. I... Uh, they allow. They <laughs> but but you can get super violent in hockey. My point is just that the other <laughs> pay leagues, for it though. My uh, the yeah. other leagues do not allow for players to have. Fun. The other leagues allow for players to have fun. And the, I mean, uh, Herb Edwards. I loved his reaction. He said, watch the base. Did you see the Cubs game? Did you see how they had fun? Did he say, and then he said, yeah, there were some things I saw, and I'm a Cubs fan that I saw. I don't. I, it's some some of the fun they was having. I um I got questions about, but other. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. about. Even if you have questions about it, you are the person that can that can legislate what you think is worth watching or not. You this. Basically, what the league has basically said is we're going to let – But, is, but, you, but with the exception of rugby, though, is there any other sport that's as brutal as the NFL? And I'm playing devil's advocate because I'm from Dick Buckus country, so I, – I mean, I mean, we come from the era where, where teams were the monsters of the midway, the purple people eaters, the steel curtains. We're, we're and I still wasn't a Bears fan. I was a steel I was I mean, a steel curtain fan though when I was a little girl. When I like I had a, my mother had like issues with me. She was like, So your whole room is the Steelers. Like what happened to Miss Piggy? Man, look. I mean I steel I curtain. Up. We were born in the seventies when the steel curtain was all it was about. All it exactly. was about was steel curtain. Because I can, I can remember growing up and, you know, being me, Joe and Green, actually me, being, Joe a, and actually being like a Steelers fan still legendary. point. Yeah, like who me, wasn't a Steelers fan? It was 1981. Me, Joe Green, we are kids and we're Steelers fans. <laughs> me, Joe Green, the right. Coca-Cola commercial is probably the one, one of the most legendary commercials in advertising history. Mean Joe Green. The guy's nickname is Mean Joe Green. That lets you know that if you market it right, you can market it and 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 let your people have fun. When you when you're telling these people that okay, just go collect your check, it looks like they're just so going out there and collecting. Are you checks. are you only against are you only against the 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 new focus on what they consider taunting and celebrating? Is is that I'm what you're general. saying? The league has finally lost it. Just when it comes to taunting and hard. celebration. You know, I think celebration. I think that it's not just celebrations. It's, it's they've lost, the league has lost its common sense across the board, on the field and off the field. They've lost their common sense. Celebration. So why do you really think care. that they're against, um, celebrating in the end zone? Like, what's up with that? 
Why do you I think that's a big thing for them? They, I'll tell you when they lost it, when they decided, okay, we we tapping out, we're not letting you celebrate anymore. The day that T.O. Re- reached in his clock and pulled out a Sharpie and found a football and had a Sharpie commercial the following week. That's when the NFL Dude, that was funny, was though. Like, everything everything that, that Chad Johnson, that I mean, that was Joe did was hilarious. You and know, Chad Johnson but, was but so it, better. It was cool, I enjoyed though. every bit of it. I it was so cool, that. right? Because you had never seen Johnson had the Hall of Fame jacket on. I was done. I was like, I love this. I think, I, I think what it boils down to is like, you know, they have to, the, the NFL, NFL has, to, has, to, has to, they have to, well, it's not even that. Um, that may be a part of it, too. But the bottom line is, it's a game. And you have to allow these men to have fun. At the end of the game, you know, there you can do, you can celebrate and and, and it not be considered unsportsmanlike conduct because it's really not. Now, if I go in your face, you know, if I just go in there and I do a little dance after I, and and dance or whatever after I score a touchdown and everything after that is high fives, then I think that's fair enough. Let them do what they're doing. I don't care, you know, whatever it is. And the, but if I'm if I if I score a touchdown and I get immediately in the face of another you know of the opposing right. team and I'm in his face and now I'm talking I'm doing that that's that's, that's for Tom saying okay I can I can that, right I can I can deal with that but but and if I just go in there the age, and I pull you know and really I do if I do the Antonio Brown you know and and, I'm, and 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 he dances you know like he did i don't think that's worthy of a fine i think they're just doing everything within the within the framework of the game i agree cuz you've already made every you you've already made everything else so impossible you can't do that. You can't do that now now understanding you know every, you know some of the rules are i understand I mean, you know we all we've all played sports so we know that the mm-hmm. rules are set up for the most part to protect you to protect the people playing the game you know, so I get that part. You know, there are certain things you have to do. But to to find me because I celebrated scoring a touchdown or something like that, come on, dude. That's just that that to me is just it's always been over the top and, and I when you it, it'll, it'll it. always feel like it's over the top to me. You know, as far as the fire situation. The, the joke used to be no fun league just for fun. Now it has really gotten to the point where it's losing its fun to the point where the ratings are dropping. NFL ratings are dropping, even though it's still king. It, they are dropping. Old. They are dropping. They are. They are really dropping. So they're dropping. Well, like man, if this is the way you're gonna act, I don't even gotta watch this. And it's the NFL that is causing that. And it is not just about celebrations, though. They have lost their common sense. When you decide you only want to, when you only want to suspend the kicker for one game. Admitted domestic violence. Use some common sense. When you decide you're going to go in on Tom Brady, but you're not going to go in on somebody else, use common sense. And I'm one of the people that was happy the NFL went in on Tom Brady, but you're choosing when to go, the players that you choose to go in on sometimes don't make any sense whatsoever. And I'm not sitting here saying don't go in on anybody, and I'm also not saying go in on everybody. Just use some common sense. And they're not using common sense on and off the field. These It's a really big job. And I think, I think when they stepped into that role and, and deciphering what 
is and, and what should and shouldn't be handled and, and in your, you know, your retrospect, common sense, you didn't realize how big of a, a double-edged sword that was. They did. They I am, did. I, I, they, they didn't realize how big of a double-edged sword that was. And so they're being sliced at both ends. I get, I, I like the celebrations. I think they're cute. I think they're funny. If they had celebration, and this is going to sound crazy, celebration rules, dude, you got five seconds to do something that is not right. jerking your pelvis or insulting or something. Don't be climbing up on the poles and stuff. Like, don't do that. The only, the only cute one little dance okay was no more dunking because it affected the actual game when it, it, took, when it knocked down the field game. Field goal when it when it broke. The well, field and goal goal players goal. got hurt. Uh, one player actually got hurt. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like none of that. that. Makes sense. You got five seconds. Work it out. Some cool. Please don't and be don't thrusting you, your, your body. Right. But right, taunting I get completely. I, I get major that league baseball, that major league soccer, and and uh and the NBA. They all have taunting rules. You can't taunt another yes, player. You that's can't taunt another player. You also, you you also you cannot get angry and kick kick the basketball in the stands and hit a lady in the face either. I just right, right. Say. Why, right. Oh, right. right. Now, if you, like, if you really, look at like, if you look at all, serious. if you look, yeah, well, if you look at like, you look at you know soccer, for instance. You know, and all in other countries, we we recognize this football. We are, we get, we do get recognized as well. Um, but just look at how they celebrate when they score, dude. These food, these these guys be doing backflips, all kind of stuff. But you don't see them getting flags for it. They in the stands. They run, they run up and fly. Up they and have feet. a. They have they a are allowed, good time. They are allowed to celebrate the moment. And if you can't celebrate the moment and without, you know, the concern of, man, they're going to drop this $5,000 fine on me if I go ahead and over here and twerk I, in the I corner do think that's after crazy. I score. <laughs> you know, uh, man, I, I, man, if I if I go up here and if I even if I just, you know, spike the ball, which is which to me is isn't unsportsmanlike at all. It's like you just, what? Those type of things actually make the game a lot more fun than watching people just run around and hit each other where they win and losing. You know, I mean, it's it's that's the whole point of the game is to score. And when you see somebody score, you want to celebrate right along with them. They should be allowed to celebrate. Is all you know. That's how I look at it. I don't think I should be fine for, you know, dancing or fine for striking the pose. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, 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 I mean, this would be for real. In all honesty, and I'm going to say something that's going to be controversial. Some of the celebrations. It's clear they're legislating the culture of certain cultures out of NFL football. No, oh, we know this, but, it's all, but that's an, that's uh, American culture. If I, I could you know, uh, and, and say it, but I think that's wait, yeah. what? I I think they're celebrating. Other cultures celebrate in a different way than what the ownerships of these teams are. Oh, okay. You know, you get what I'm avoiding saying. I just think it's a. I I just think there are a lot of feelings in football that didn't used to be there. It's very. Um, it's like how sometimes I open up Twitter and I feel it, like it, the whole the, first chorus, first verse of feelings is playing all the way down my timeline. I just I think it's a lot. There are a lot of things that need to be addressed, but touchdown celebrations, if it had rules, you know, just just NFL you you dangerous you to close to everybody gets a trophy era. Yeah, and I'm pardon me, mother, to, to, to this. I'm not for that. I mean, I remember, 
I remember it back in the day that even when they used there was a noticeable difference in that first place trophy and that sixth place trophy. That first place trophy Yeah, that's where we were from. Like we had the ball. <laughs> And you had, like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't get, we didn't get a trophy for um, participation. We got a receipt because our parents paid for us to go to camp, but we did not saying? get. Like if we didn't earn that trophy, we did not, we didn't get it, and Everybody it just made your level trophy. of competition higher. You, you, like, you are, who are settling for that now. Right, you like actually, but there are people settling for that. Like I showed up, you know, I, I was here. That was Beyonce, well, yeah, song, you know. but I mean, what that means? And you know, part of the problem with that is part of the problem. And I commend, I commend one of the hosts on this show. Her name is Cassandra Hunt. I commend her for this. And the reason I commend her for this is, and I can say this from personal witnessing, she held her son out of certain sports because she wanted to make sure he was going to participate in them. Now that he's participating in them, she loves them. Part of that part of that participation trophy era comes from the fact that some of these parents were making these kids play games that they didn't want to play them again with. Yeah, no, he he loves baseball, but he I, I yeah, no, I wasn't. And even when he's in, in, out there, don't force them to be out there. Don't make them. That's don't make them. Right. If you go to some of these soccer games on Saturdays and on Fridays, you go to some of these soccer games. There are kids out there. Looking off into the stars, picking up, uh, picking up, picking flowers, doing everything but playing the game of soccer. They they're proving to you, I don't really want to be here. That removes the the, the participation trophy. Yeah, you got to give that kid a trophy because you made them come every week. They need to feel like they got something at the end of doing something they didn't want to do. Our no, era was no. we did something we want to we want to do, but to bring it back to the NFL, it's about having fun. Don't become the participation trophy era. Don't become that. And the NFL is not letting pe- letting people enjoy themselves. And then the NFL has virtually virtually said the only team that's allowed to enjoy themselves is the team that wins the Super Bowl. That's the only team that's allowed. Oh, so to the Patriots are the only people who can celebrate. That's basically what seems like it. Mm-hmm. If you win Super Bowl, like you're allowed to have fun on the field. But up until that, they don't. And and I've seen in Super Bowl games, they don't throw that flag for unsportsmanlike conduct many times. Many times. They they let it lax in that game. But there is unsportsmanlike con, 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 you know, conduct. Conduct. Uh, <laughs> 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 but it's, it's it, the celebration <laughs> I really could not get it out. Um, the celebration, though, is, is is really a celebration as long as it's not offensive and it's not considered taunting because 90% of the time you are around your fellow teammates or, you know, still facing the crowd from the end zone. I get the pelvic thrusting. Even when the lady, you know, the mother wrote the letter about Cam Newton doing the dab, like, what's wrong? Ma'am, I – what? There's, Why? there's two particular. So so there's wait a minute. So one. Aaron Rodgers can discount double check you, but Cam Newton can't dab. Okay, I, this double no, standard I mean, here's got doing that. something to me. Even beyond that, the referees have common sense. I'll go back to just another thing. For example, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'm no, starting to make it because I think I want the no, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me right about that. Let me bring up my point. 
because basically the NFL rule has one of the things that the NFL rule has stated is that players cannot do coordinated coordinated dances and celebrations with another player. And I remember one time, I remember when uh, Roy Williams that played for University of Texas was playing on the Bears. Another Bears player also played for University of Texas. And one Bears player put up the, the, the hook'em horn. And then Mr. Williams also put up the hook'em horns because he went there. And they called that a coordinated celebration. Yes. They called that a coordinated you know what? celebration. They threw Just a like back. the person who there's ignored another, the touchdown. Uh, there, the there's band. another one. Well, the cha-cha slide. Somebody did the cha-cha slide after scoring a touchdown. And another player that happens to know the dance, he did. They said that's a coordinated dance. No. Why does it matter? Is that is that hurting the other team? Because they're that in there. A coordinated dance. I, I mean, so know, what? Um, like, they, I didn't they, they stop, did but together. my feelings are hurt if I'm the defense and I just did not stop this dude from getting a touchdown. I'm already hurt. I don't care if they start lighting fireworks in the end zone. I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt. I would be okay he blew with past my coverage. I'm already messed up. Like, I don't care about him dancing because everybody is celebrating anyway right now. Right. One of the things was uh, when I don't they get created it. the XFL a few years back, when they created the XFL, they promoted, we are going to ask our players to do as many celebrations as we want. We're bringing fun back to football. We're bringing fun back to football. And the and NFL. The and then the game. NFL ruined it. I'm sorry. Right. I mean. They said, no, <laughs> you're not going to do that. We're going to keep it up. This guy is going to pay you off, and you are not going to be playing this stuff on TV. We can't have you competing with us. No way. We yeah, own a monopoly. And yeah. there it went. We don't have fun here. I mean, the XFL, so I thought, the, I thought the XFL and, was actually kind of cool because, you know, it wasn't, you know all the names were like, you know, they, they had fun me. with that you. That was had, my favorite one. He hates Man, and he, and he. Oh, ball. yeah. <laughs> he hates me. And he brought. He, I he loved it. It was so much fun. He made it to the NFL you know, off of that. Um, he and, sure did. And also, what, the, what was dope about the XFL, it gave players a chance to play to prove that they were worthy to be in the NFL. Yeah. You know, it, I, it it it's, it's sad like because it's sad because, and that is that, and that's exactly how I was looking, about to mention too. You know, other than having the uh, your college as a feeder. You created something else that allowed you to have a feed of two, much like a, arena football. But just, I think oh, that's I mean, why they know, did that. World League football. Remember World League? Yeah, I remember Before World League. Before the NFL bought them and became NFL Europe. When it was true yeah. World League and it wasn't NFL Europe, World League was good. When it became your NFL Europe, it became garbage. NFL well, bought the World know, League. Because you have the because was, you have the same type of rules being inflicted, you know it's like even though it's not the same play and not and not the same environment because you're part of the NFL, these are rules and this, so all of that fun stuff goes out the window. We just want you to play and show up and then do that. We want you to do nothing else. And you go down here, you be a nice little guy, you score your touchdown, and you can put your hands up in the air and spike that ball or celebrate that person over there because that's going to cost you. What's and, the point? <laughs> and some of the celebrations they 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 have now said on on non touchdown celebrations you're not allowed to go down to a knee. 
non-touchdown celebrations, you're not. So, uh, so a defensive Allowed player to go down. celebrate a sack. So that uh, the celebration that I forget, what's, what's the guy's name that used to play for both the Chiefs, the Bears, and the Vikings? Um, Jared Allen. Yeah, Jared Allen. Open the cap, baby. <laughs> Jared Allen. Jared Allen used to go down to one knee when he would uh, get a sack and do a rocker like uh, celebration. No, it and, no, he was broken the cast. Okay, that's yes, what it was. was. Yes, it was. That's what it was. And he, once they put input that rule, he he had to edit the way he just couldn't go down completely to a knee. And there are other celebrations like when you go to a first down, unless you're getting up. From from your from the ground, you weren't allowed to go down to one knee on your celebration. These are things that are just not commonsensical. I know I just made up a word when I said that, but they're not commonsensical <laughs> at all. That's it's about well, um, fun. yeah. I and think so. Your, and when your ratings so are now being love. affected by it. When your ratings are being affected by it, it should be something you take notice to. That is the world definitely. thing. This, this, is, this, is, this is definitely something that it's, it's a, still a love sport. We're going to see what the ratings look like now that the World Series is all wrapped up by my cubbies. Because that did affect a lot, too. No oh, doubt. That affected. Earlier, I'm going to repeat it. You all couldn't hear what I was saying. I'm a White Sox fan. I'm not happy for the Cubs. I'm happy for the Cubs fans. The monkey is off their back. It's off their back. I'm a white fan. You would not you would and not you would not expect a Mets fan to cheer for the Yankees. You just wouldn't. That's you true. would not expect no, right. we get it. to cheer for the Dodgers. It's not gonna happen. Angels fans are not gonna cheer for the Dodgers. As a white Ever. fan, I had my rally in two thousand and five. Cubs fans, go do what you do. I'm not a Cubs fan. Thank you. Appreciate you. We I love mean, you. Because I can so I can now. believe that I had I could, I had on my hat, my White Sox hat, the day after the Cubs won, the day before the rally, and a woman said, "You shouldn't have wore that hat today. You should be all about the Cubs." I said, "Man," in two thousand five, when said the White that Sox to you won, though. And I said, "Man," when in two thousand five, when the White Sox won, did you stop wearing your Cubs hat? She said, "No," and I'm not gonna. So I said, "Then that's the end of my conversation right there." There you yeah, have. I'm so sorry she said that to you, but check this out, Renard. Two minutes left. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody where they can actually find us once the live you show is You can find us in many, 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 many places. Starting with the Blog Talk Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. You can also find us on the Apple Podcast app as we are searchable in the Apple Podcast. And just type in Football Fan Rush Radio and do a search. You can do the same thing on the TuneIn Radio app. Type in Football Fan Rush Radio and do a search. We're available on Twitter at Football Fan Rush. We're available on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Football Fan Rush Radio. You can use another app that our host Cas love called the RSS Radio app, and you can pull the RSS Radio feed and dump it down to RSS Radio. We make it easy for you to find us, so come check us out every week. And I know if you're listening to the show, you've already found it. Pass it on to your friends. Or you may not know that, oh, I can listen to you that way instead of having to listen to you this way. Oh, just because there's an RSS radio feed for you Amazon.com fans and you Amazon Echo owners, you can also use the RSS radio feed with Amazon Echo. So we're available everywhere. 
Indeed we are, ladies and gentlemen. And as it gets ready to round up, you've got 30 seconds here before the Detroit game starts. So if you're going to watch that, go ahead and check it out and see what happens with them and Minnesota today. Um, as always, I know nothing about the Detroit game, but I'll be watching the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sending out. This is Cass. This is a wrap. It's time for some football. Let's get it. So y'all go ahead and have fun. Do it up today big. If you-